Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello, my beautiful huns. Thank you for tuning in today and listening to the Proudly Imperfect podcast. Today is a bit different. Today, I am going to do a little solo episode, um, which was actually requested. I was going to aim to do this podcast um, purely just guests and interviews and things like that. But you know what? I think this is going to get me outside my comfort zone, first of all. And I think also, if it's been requested, I think it's an opportunity for me to add value. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with it. I've wrote a shitload of notes. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to try and not look at them because I seem to try and get things, how ironic, I try and get things perfect when it comes to notes. And what I found is the other week when I did my intro episode, I just kind of flowed and that was so much better because I wasn't putting pressure on myself so I'm gonna kind of like dip in and out of the notes because there are certain things I want to definitely definitely touch on but yeah today I'm gonna be talking about and discussing and kind of having a bit of a run and sharing tips and my why and shit like that from about from living for the sesh to giving up drinking I'm going to go into why, how, and I just think this episode is so important and it's important if you do drink. If you're drinking, I think still definitely listen to this episode and it's not going to be an episode of me going absolutely in on you for drinking because, hon, I fucking love a drink, but it's going to just allow you to widen your perspective and it's going to allow you as well if you've got friends who don't drink it's gonna yeah it's just gonna help that relationship I feel and maybe allow you to kind of see it from a different a different viewpoint so what I'm gonna kick off with is my previous relationship with alcohol so what my relationship has been in the past so my in terms of family and things like that my dad drank a lot a lot a lot he doesn't drink as much anymore, I don't I don't think. Um, but yeah, he drank a lot. My mum drinks most weekends. My nana was actually an alcoholic. I didn't actually know she was an alcoholic. I just thought it was normal um, life until my mum kind of told me a bit later on. Um, my auntie's a massive drinker. My family are big drinkers, basically. I'm not doing this kind of in a get the fucking violins out kind of way. I just want to tell you my relationship with alcohol. So all my family are kind of big drinkers, as is most people's families, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, that was time, that was kind of family vibes. Then as soon as I turned 16, well, probably before that, behind my mum's back, well, not there's no probably about it. <laughs> From about let's say 14. Um most weekends involve drinking. 14, 15, I think. Most weekends in draw in in you know involves drinking. 
at the park at my friend's house. It was very alcohol, as most people most people's lives are from that age, yeah. And then you go to to college and uni, and obviously uni is huge on drinking. Like if if you don't drink at uni, people genuinely think you're a weirdo and that something's wrong with you because that is that is in inverted commas uni life. Yeah, so I lived in Leeds for a bit and then I moved back to Manchester. But either way, a lot of drinking in my early 20s, well, most of my 20s and teens. Okay, then I went traveling around Asia for six months. And again, that was a lot of drinking. If you don't drink while you're traveling, you don't really meet people because drinking allows you to well, back then it allowed allowed me to gain that confidence to go and even though it drinking alcohol also put me in a lot of fucking shitty situations while I was traveling, it gave me the confidence to go and chat to people. When you're in a hostel, shitting your knickers about like this is the first I remember being sat in a hostel in Bangkok thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Like literally being frozen with fear and not being able to move out of my hostel room in fear that I just had to go and speak to randomers, go downstairs and speak and, and pick someone out and just be like, hi, can I sit with you? So what did I do? I went downstairs and I got fucking steaming, yeah? So traveling. So what I'm getting at here is, as for most people in the modern world, Alcohol was a huge part of my life, okay? And then what happened was I I drank most weekends, if not most weeks, up until I was April, up until April 2021. So what age was I then? 23 now, 28, 26. So from 14 to 26, I drank most weekends and if not during the week as well especially going traveling during the week as well that was like an every night thing yeah so april 21 i decided for the first time since i was 14 to stop drinking for a month okay i get i just give myself a month i, I said it was always going to be a month yeah and that was because my mental health got so bad I just couldn't, I was, it was getting to the point where I couldn't function. I was having really dangerous thoughts. Um, and yeah, I just thought I need to stop drinking because that's not helping. So I did. And that was proof that I could do it, especially out here. By this point, I lived in Australia, by the way, for those of you who don't know, I lived in Australia and the culture out here <laughs> is, is alcohol and drugs I'm not gonna pussyfoot around it alcohol and drugs is the lifestyle out here for many many people okay not everyone but for the group especially for the group of friends that I I had was the norm okay so in April and don't get me wrong I wasn't going out taking um taking stuff every single weekend um but that was still a norm it wasn't a shock if we did go and do that um, so that was proof that I could do it. Number one. So I started that that was like the little seed that was planted that hang on a minute. When it comes down to it, when I have a choice, I can actually do this. 
I don't have to drink because I still went out in that April as well. I remember it, I think it was lockdown was still on and oh no, we was just coming out of lockdown maybe. We went in and out of lockdown in Sydney, but anyway, and I did go out and I was fine. I loved it. I was home, like I'd, I'd go out and then when people started doing my head in, I'd come back and I loved it. It was mint, right? So that was proof I, I could do it. But after April, I started drinking again because like I said, session is looked at as a norm in Australia. And I'm talking like five, 7 a.m. finishes are a thing on a on a weekly basis. And I have got nothing against you if that's what you love because I, I fucking, when I'm in it, I love it. <laughs> and that was the problem because I get sucked into this cycle and, you know, you've all been there at a fucking gaff and you're like, you're just loving life, aren't you? So it's a thing out here. So I started drinking again after the April. But by this point, I was working on myself, okay? Um, so there's no there's no shame if you love a bear or you like it getting on it. You know what? Like, you do you, hun. Like, that's fine. But by this point... I had started to work. I had started to work on myself intensely. I'd say from from the March, April, from probably from April, I started to work on myself really, really intensely. Okay, but I was still going out and drinking after the April I had off. Then in the November 20, 2021, I did another month off the booze, no problem. And I was going to because by this point it was obviously summer. I was going to like boat parties and, and nights out and days out and not drinking. So again, another little seed that was planted that hang on a minute, this lifestyle that I've been living from the age of 15 and the belief that I had that this was the norm and to have fun, you need to have, to have a drink. Those two months in April and November were like little seeds being planted in my mind of, hmm, maybe I don't need to have alcohol to have fun okay and then I had another random month at the start of this year or I mean at the start of last year 2022 or maybe it was July maybe it was mid 22 anyway I had another random month in July where I didn't drink but each time I've done it in the past I'd, I'd only ever do a month and then I'd fall back into the same patterns of getting absolutely blotto and because of the environment, obviously, that I was in. And I love fucking love my mates. Honestly, they're all amazing. And the, I know they're always there for me no matter what. But that lifestyle that I was getting sucked back into after these random months that I'd have um, was just getting out, getting on the piss. So that has been my relationship up until now. Okay, so... And I'm going to go into the reasons why I'm approaching it differently this time around. So as it stands, it's been nearly two months since I had a drink. And in my mindset now, it's not, I'm only just going to do a month and see how I go. It's I'm, I'm, I'm a non-drinker. I don't drink. I've got a wedding in November and I'm going to touch on this in a, in a little while. I've got a wedding in November and I'm going. I'm just going to see how I feel. I'm not going to put no pressure on myself, but I definitely, in my mind, I'm not drinking until then. And the reasons I've decided to kind of, the personal reasons, okay? I'm not saying that these reasons are going to resonate with everybody and these reasons are going to make everyone stop drinking. And that's not the the motivation behind this podcast. It's for people who do resonate, 
who might want to stop drinking and or who you know aren't drinking at the moment and who want someone to resonate with so that's kind of where I'm coming from with this so my personal decisions um to stop drinking completely and to be honest I haven't really even thought about drinking too much or come close to having a drink since new year's day and by the way i knew that it was going to be like this so new year's day for me and new year's eve was madness we on new year's eve we went out at 6 p.m and i did not go to sleep until 5 6 p.m new year's day so i was up I was up, no, I, yeah, I was up for more than 24 hours. I was awake for about 38 to 40 hours. Now, and I didn't even actually feel that hungover the next day because I'd skipped the hangover. But yeah, I went on a fucking big one on New Year's. It wasn't intentional, it just kind of happened. But I think after it got to a certain point, I was like, well, I'm never going to be doing this again because I know that even when I start drinking again now, those days are a thing of the past for me. Um, and it was a big one. So, and you know what? I, I'm saying this just to show how, like, I'm not trying to be perfect here. I'm not trying to say everyone should stop drinking. Everyone should should stop going on the sesh because I fucking like I love it. Part of me loves that, but it's just not who I am anymore. So, the reasons, my personal reasons, number one and probably the biggest one. It well, second to biggest is uh from from 22 to, to 23 oh my goodness my hangovers and people think I'm being dramatic and yes I can be a little bit dramatic sometimes but my hangovers make me feel like I'm dying a slow painful please just fucking kill me now kind of death and that has been the case since like 23 22 23 like I'll, I'll wake up and I will be sick until nine o'clock at night and I remember I used to work at Nando's before I come traveling I think I I think I come traveling when I was 23 but when I was when I was working in Nando's I used to go and be sick every like 20 minutes on a hangover in the toilets and my man like my managers even when I worked at this clothes shop I'd do it in the middle of work and like at the time obviously just didn't give a shit but it was actually pretty bad. If I was my manager, I'd be like, get the fuck out. Because after working day would be spent in the toilet being sick on this hangover. Now, as I've got older, it's the same, but I can't even like manage to lift my head off the fecking pillow. That is how bad my hangovers are. And I'm just, I'm just a fucking, I'm a walking fat in a trance. Like, I, ju- I just can't function like I can't get out of bed I can't and it, when I do get out of bed and my apartment's not that big I get out of bed and then go and sit on the couch like I can't move I don't move outside and it's just not worth it for me anymore yes I love a drink but it's just and then some people might say well why don't you just go out and have one um like that's not who I am. <laughs> I I don't mean that's not who I am because I have, you know, because you can change your behavior. But if I go out, I don't, 
I look like I love an espresso martini. I love having a glass of wine with with my meal. But to me, I just don't see the point. I don't see the point in having a few because I can't have a few. I end up getting steaming. I end up get like it's it's like one minute I'm having a few, the next minute I'm fucking blotto. So for me, it's just not worth it. Like, and something else has just come to my head there in terms of a reason. It's not worth it because of the money as well. I'm choosing to be more intentional where I spend my money. You could go out and spend however much on a weekend on alcohol or on fucking bags when I'm choosing to spend that money investing in myself and my business right now and in my growth and in things that are going to make me feel abundant not things that are going to make me feel like my insides are fucking coming out of my throat for 10 hours the day after, which is what happens for me. Yeah, so that is one reason my terrible, terrible hangovers just can't hack it, basically. Um, Second reason is I don't, I genuinely, now that I love who I am, I don't like who I am when I'm drunk. And I never really have. And I think that's where a lot of like people say they get anxiety. And I think that comes from not liking who you are when you're drunk. And if that is the case, then you have the power to change that. Yeah. And I just, I'd, I'd put myself in like really dangerous, weird situations as well. And like be a bit of a weirdo. And again, I'm not fucking afraid to admit it. Like, I remember this one time in Thailand. Oh my goodness. Like I ended up back at this place, a lad house, obviously. And it was it was on Koh Panyan and it was on the complete other side to where I was staying. I don't think I had my phone on me or my phone something because I didn't have my phone anyway. And I walked down from this hill and I got what I thought was a taxi and it ended up being this random Thai man's, <laughs> oh my God, this random Thai man's car. And he must have just thought, fuck it, I'll take it for a bit of money. But he, like, he asked for how much money. I give him the money. I was still pissed at this point, by the way. Um, And next minute, he drives me to his house, which shit me up anyway, but it was nothing weird. He just fucking... Had all his family in the back of the car. I got his, he picked his family up from his house. So I'm sat in this car with a bunch of Thai people that don't speak a word of English, as in the mum, the grandma, the kid, some other geezer, and the guy who's driving the car, all, gra- all crammed into this car, right? And we're in the car for about three hours because he stopped off at a supermarket and started doing his fucking big shop. Then went back to Weir's, took his, like, dropped his family and his shopping back off at home. Then finally took me to, is it called Hadrin or something? Whatever it's called, where the pier is, where I was staying. And I just like, I just used to think, like, why am I, why do I put myself in these situations when I'm drunk? Because you would, you just, you lose your inhibitions, you don't, you lose your, I don't know what happens when you're drunk. I'm not a fucking scientist, but you lose that part of you that's like, this is dangerous, don't do this. And you just think it's okay. You think you're invincible when anything could have happened. That could have been an, like an actual murderer and that shit happens. Like, sorry, mom, if you ever hear this, but yeah, it was a bit of a 
fucking muppet. Um, another thing, like, I remember on my way home from a, a friend's house with another friend, adamant that Bondi Junction is not confusing for those of you who don't know Australia. You know where you live. It's not a confusing place to live. I'd come out, didn't have a clue where I was, adamant that I live such a way, never lived that direction in my life. I only know this because my friend told me the next day. Um, and then just basically made a bed on the grass and decided that was where I was sleeping for the night and refused to move. And my friend was stood there for like, 40 minutes trying to get me home and like that's just not I hate like I don't like to say I hate hate myself for that because I definitely don't but it's just not who I want to be it's not who I want to be and don't get me wrong when I've drank since I've been doing this work like in between those random months I had I don't think I'm trying to think now I don't think I've had um nights like that because I have obviously settled a lot. I don't really get like that anymore. I'm not that stupid anymore. But I still don't like who I am when I've had a drink because what happens is my old triggers come to light when I've had a drink. So I will see things that aren't there. It's just my old conditioning and my old triggers and my old beliefs coming to the forefront and me not being able to control my impulsive behaviors in that situation. For instance, I'm going to be honest here because again, we're all imperfect. I remember we was out on a night out and Aaron, um, I accused Aaron of flirting with some girl and oh my goodness, that is definitely not me and never is in our relationship. And that's only happened like, it's only ever happened once with me and Aaron. It was that night when I was really, really pissed. And oh my goodness, like mine and Aaron's relationship is the first relationship I've ever had where I have not felt insecure ever, apart from that time when I had a drink. And it's just mad. Like, yeah, so I don't like who I am. That's another reason. Another reason is I just genuinely do not have the time. I am so focused on my priorities and my goals. And I think that's a, it's a, what it comes down to a lot of the time, your priorities. And if you make the choice and you're so lit up by what you do and where you're aiming to be, I think, if, especially if you have hangovers like mine, I think hangover, I think um, drinking is just not on the cards anymore. You do, you physically don't have the time to drink because you are, you know how much you're capable of, but you know that you're going to have to make sacrifices to get there. So to me, I have I have an option, drink and be hungover or go after my fucking dreams and create a life that I want. And that they, they are the two options. And especially this year, I am so focused. I've, I've, I've experienced so many shifts already that I genuinely just don't have enough time to drink. And that's one of my reasons. Another reason is, and again, if this triggers you, then I invite you to into looking look at I invite you to look into it. Um, if this triggers you, because and I'm not doing it to call you out, right? If it doesn't, if it doesn't resonate to you, or if you do feel triggered by it, I'm not doing it from a place of like I'm better than you, I'm judging you, because that's not who I am, that's not what I'm about. I'm doing this in case you want to explore it, because I this this is a realization that I've had. I don't need to ex escape or live for the weekend anymore. 
I don't need to escape my life anymore. I don't need to wait to the weekend to have fun because I absolutely am so in love and so grateful for the world that I live in, for the life that I'm leading and for the people that are in my life at the moment. I just, I just am in love with where I'm at. It doesn't mean that I'm not striving to be somewhere, but I'm so in love that where, because I, I went looking back, like the way I feel and see the world now, like I was so miserable on the inside. I was having the most amazing time. Like, oh my God, I've traveled so much even before moving out here in Asia. Like I, I've traveled Europe, I've done interrailing, I've gone to incredible festivals, I've I've gone, you know, I've been, had made some amazing memories with my mom and my family and my friends and uni. Like on the outside, I was having amazing times, but on the inside, from this perspective now, I can see that I was very much unhappy, very much insecure and very much miserable and alcohol was used as a release from my reality personally okay and if this resonates cool explore it if it doesn't then that's fine no judgment but for me I now realize that I don't I choose not to drink alcohol because I don't need it I don't need it to have fun I don't need it as a release I don't need it to enjoy life because what I see when I See, and it just makes me so emotional in so many amazing ways. When I look outside and when I see myself, I see something incredible. And also when I look at other people and when uh, the way I'm able to approach things, and that's because of the work that I've put in. So now I don't need an escape. And I think alcohol is an escape for a lot of people. If it's not, and you just enjoy a little bit of a drink, but you still feel secure, you still feel like you love life, like truly love life, then like fair enough. But I think a lot of people do use alcohol as an escape without even realizing as well. Because I didn't realize at the time. And again, I'm not judging. But once you kind of like and see that, then yeah, you just realize that you don't need it as much as you thought you did. So everyone's going to have their own reasons. You're, you're, if you're not drinking right now or you're thinking of not drinking, you're going to have your own reasons. And, you know, if if you, have, if you aren't drinking at the moment or if you're thinking of not drinking, then 100% give me a message, pop some... I think there's like... A, I don't even know how to work this, but I think there's a little comment section in the in the pod as well. Like, I'd love to hear about your journey because it can be fucking lonely as well. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on challenges in a minute, but hon, it can be lonely as fuck. Like I'm quite lucky right now, Aaron is is not drinking with me. Um, but you can feel like a bit of an outsider. The rest of the world basically. Well, that's a bit dramatic. I told you I was a dramatic, but most of society is not thinking like you're thinking, is not thinking like we're thinking. It can be a lonely place, yeah. Um, but you just gotta think, you just gotta literally block all of that out and really like hone in on what the fuck's going to be right and what feels best for me and what do I want um so I'm gonna go on to some challenges yeah but if you what I want to say is if you 
are on this journey and you need a gal to talk to about it, then leave a comment. Um, so challenges then, and how to overcome them. I don't want to give you the challenges that I face and not give you kind of a solution um, as to how to, to actually overcome them. So first of all, going against, you are going against everything that you've been conditioned to believe. You're going against all of the beliefs of your family, friends, society, okay, literally. And what's happening is you're shedding an old version of you. So that in itself is a fucking huge challenge, even if you're only doing it for a month. Because the likelihood is you're just like me. You've drank most weekends, most weeks since she was 14, 15, 16 years old. So to now step into a space where you're saying, I don't need this. I'm going to do a month of not drinking or if you going for longer, whatever. You are you are going against everything that not only you internally wants to believe, I said that wrong, wants believed, <laughs> brain fart. Um, you're going against what all the, everyone around you mostly believes, that your family believed. So that is a challenge in itself, okay? And also... You're going, you're you're going into a space where you're letting go of the fact all of your best times seem to have happened with alcohol. So what I mean by this is any really amazing family parties, any holidays, traveling, festivals, even like weddings. Like if you don't drink at a wedding, you're fucking Satan. And I'm going to touch on this. I'm going to touch on this in a minute with in terms of weddings. But if you think about it, all these amazing, incredible times that you've had in the past, alcohol's been a part of it. I just want you to sit with that for a minute. So if you're stepping into a space and you're having to let go of the fact that you think this connection between all the best times in your life and alcohol, but if you think about it those times are still incredible without this fucking liquid that makes you act like a different person to who you are and makes you feel this sense of confidence. Those times would have still been amazing if you look, if you start to look at it a bit differently. So how do you overcome those feelings? Do the work. I don't know that's simple as fuck, but look at, look for evidence as to why you don't need it, why you can have fun without it. Even if you have to take evidence from other people who have done it. And then also just focus on your why. In terms of like the beliefs of other people, why do you want to do this? What benefits is it? What reward are you going to get? Because don't forget, you're going to be creating new habits and the key to creating new rabbits, oh my goodness, habits. (laughs) habits the key to creating new habits is knowing what reward you're getting out of it and bringing awareness to your pain point as well so why is drinking not serving you why will why will stopping drinking serve you 
Yeah, so it's just bringing awareness to that and also bringing awareness to the second point. So the second part of that is you can still have incredible times without alcohol. Those best times of your life would have still been out of this world experiences if you would have given them a chance without alcohol. It's just that you had have this connection or had this connection of best times equals alcohol. Yeah, so there's one thing. Another huge thing, and it kind of sticks with the habits theme, is when you have a hard day, what's the first thing that not like that you normally do? Because I know, and I've been there, when I've had a bit of a challenging day or when I'm a bit tired or when, you know, it's just been one of those days, it's, oh, fuck me, I need a bev. I need a bev. Or when it's sunny, when it's warm, people associate summer with alcohol. Like, it's just... It's so mad because it's not the truth. It's not reality. It's how we've been conditioned and how we perceive the world. So people hear summer and it's just like alcohol. Like one of the most kind of comments that I get is, how are you not drinking in summer? Oh, it's summer in it though. I can't do it now. And you know what? If if you're happy with that excuse, then again, you do you. But it's, that's not, you've got to realize that that's not ultimate fact that is conditioning that is a belief that you that you've you, you've got that's embedded within you that you can change though so that is another challenge though i'm not saying that i've not had those urges in the past two months or when i did the months i really need to drink water but my water bottle's all the way over there so i'm just going to ignore it for now um i'm not saying that you know i've not had those urges to I like looked at the sun and thought, oh my God, I can do with a buddy seltzer at the moment. Oh my God, I just said seltzer, my mouth watered. Um, but it's, it's again, becoming aware of that thought pattern and knowing it's just because you're a habitual human being and that they've been your habits for the past, what, how old am I now? 12 years, much longer, 14 years. Sun, alcohol. So you, you might, you, you, it's not going to be a straight away thing that you don't make those connections anymore, but you've just got to know that you have, you have the power to break those habits. So how, how do you do that? When I've had the urge, and to be fair, I've not had them that much because my main thing at the minute is like focus and I don't want the hangover. So when I've had the habits, I mean, when I've had the urges, that's been at the forefront of my mind. However, physically what you can do is do something different, go for a walk, listen to some music, break, physically break the habit, remind yourself of the reward, do some journaling. And also non-alcoholic beers are becoming like a big thing now. You can get them anywhere. I didn't even know they existed. I used to be like, what the, what's the fucking point in that? What is the point in that? But now I understand that when you have those urges, all alcohol, non-alcoholic beers are a lifesaver. Honestly, like even when I don't have the urge, but I've just gone out because I've still been going out, I'll have a couple of non-alcoholic beers. I mean, I'll only have one or two because in Australia, it is a bit of a joke. Like you pay just as much. Um, But yeah, like, and my favourites are Peroni. The Peroni one and the Heineken one. Heaps Normal's quite nice. That's more of a pale ale type thing. Aaron likes that. But yeah, get have just even if you go shop and have some in the fridge as well. Like I'm I'm loving non-alcoholic beers at the moment because it does, it takes away that that initial 
oh god i need a drink yeah and it's about changing your language as well you don't need a drink okay it's that okay my habits are showing up here my old my old patterns my old habits how can i change it um that's another big thing in terms of tips your language and even when people ask you oh why aren't you drinking it's not i'm tr- don't say i'm trying not to drink say i'm not drinking or i don't drink step into the identity of the person who does not drink i don't drink or i used to drink even if you're only doing it for a month if people have got something to say saying oh you've only done it for a month or you've only you've only not been drinking for a week fuck what other people have to say i'm going to touch on other people in a minute as well but fuck what they have to say you you step into the identity of a non-drinker because then you're you're more likely to succeed in your goal whether it be one month two months six months a year whatever or as soon as you, the first day you decide not to drink if someone asks oh i don't drink how much more empowering is that that is feeding your mind so when those urges come up it's like oh well i don't drink anyway and you're not going to act on them yeah um challenges another another challenge annoying drunk people okay a good way to look at this is looking at the positive of it so you're sober it gets to a point where everyone else is really really drunk and what really really gets (gasps) under my skin is people like holding on to my arm or slouching on me I don't mind people repeating themselves or you know just like being being funny or anything like what really really gets to me is when people are like in my face or holding on to me or like putting their arm just being like on me when they're drunk so when that starts to happen if it's not too early if it's too early I just kind of say to them or can you back up a little bit please but if it gets like to a certain time and people are genuinely starting to annoy me, I go home. I go home and I have the loveliest night. If it's if it's still quite early, if it's been a day thing, I'll like put something nice on TV. I'll do a bit of work. I'll really be intentional with what I do with my evening. If it's late at night, I'm like, I really take in the fact that I'm home. I am in bed at a nice time and I'm going to wake up fresh tomorrow. So when people start to get annoying... Just remember that you've chosen to do this as well. Take responsibility. You have chosen to not drink. It's not their fault. They they still want to have fun and still drink. And that's that's their choice. But you have a responsibility to respond. And getting annoyed about it is going to do two things. Number one, it's going to give the power away and put you in a bad mood, obviously. And it's just going to make you resent the choice that you've made. Number two, you're probably going to end up drinking very, very soon because you'll you'll think, well, fuck this. I'm getting annoyed by everyone, so I might as well drink. So just take a step back and just remember that you've made a choice and you have you have the ability to respond the way you want to. Um, challenges, it confidence. Now, I have overcome this pretty well, but I know that it can be a challenge for other people. And some people might want to stop drinking for a month, but be worried about this this aspect. And the number one thing I'll say is that is not a sign to not drink. That is a sign to lean in. 
Because if you're drinking for confidence, then you will never, ever feel true, deep, incredible confidence. So, you know, people, I've, I've heard people mention in the past, like dancing, even chatting to people, um, that they just couldn't do that without a drink. So then you want to ask why? What are you, is it that you're trying to be perfect? Is it that you're you're worried what people will say about you? Is it that you don't think that you're interesting enough, that you're weird? And then do the work around that. Why, where, is, where might that come from? Why is it untrue? How can you put yourself in situations? And the only way you're going to gain confidence in these situations is to go out not drunk. Because that's the only way you're going to learn to approach these situations and, and gain that inner confidence in these situations by doing the thing. And obviously learning the tools because it's going to be scary and your body is going to like, you're going to have to calm your nervous system because your body's not used to doing this. And that's why doing this work and learning these things are, are incredible because when you put yourself into new situations, you know how to handle them. But yeah, confidence is a challenge. And my biggest tip there is to, to do it if that's the reason, because the only way you're going to feel confident is to lean in, hun. Um, and the one, the last thing I wanted to mention, and I'm going to kind of go on a bit of a rant with this, but a healthy rant, healthy rant and a non-judgmental and a, if you don't drink, no, if you drink and you have friends who are not drinking and you're listening to this podcast, this one is for you. Okay. So another challenge that you will face when you're not drinking is people being really really asked that you're not drinking people reacting to you not drinking calling you boring trying to get you to drink even buying you a drink you know and which is people don't understand first of all those people who do this and it's not this again this is no judgment but they truly don't understand how how someone can not drink so what happens is when this happens when they don't understand when you do something that goes against someone's belief system completely completely goes against their belief system it shakes their whole reality so subconsciously it's very much a what the fuck this is not right this person's like questioning my, like shaking the foundations of my whole reality and existence. They won't consciously think that, but that's what's going on in their body, okay? And how that manifests is like comments, comments and actions. So people might say, you're boring, what the fuck, what are you doing? They might get a bit aggy with you and that's how it manifests, okay? It's the same kind of thing if, someone if you decide to run your own business or and you and you start like making lots of money off it and someone kind of goes oh I couldn't like how can you even do that it's not very secure is it like my co my coach told me about something that happened with her in terms of that um or if you decide to go traveling and people back home go well don't you want to like get that's a bit shit don't you want to settle down like how are you doing that you 20 like make a comment about you traveling maybe Oh, your mom, your mom, this is such a good example when parents don't get why you're going traveling and they start to make comments. It's because you're questioning their whole reality. 
and they believe that their actions and how they see life is truth okay and most of the time as well it's because part of that person who might get aggy or make the comments they know that they wouldn't be able to do that themselves or they believe not that they know they believe that they wouldn't be able to do that themselves so it's like a defense mechanism it's a it's just that they can't help but make comments because it then allows it to be okay for them do you understand so them calling you boring makes everything settle down in their inner world because that it gives them a reason as to why you've stopped drinking not because they're drinking because they might need an escape from reality or because they believe they can't so when their reality is shaped shaken from you not drinking they'll make a comment so their inner world stops shaking and it gives them a reason and makes them settle i hope that's kind of understandable um and there's no judgment there for 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 situations where that does happen for people who do make comments like again it's not their fault it's their conditioning that's all it is it's their conditioning it's their beliefs which is through no fault of their own so this is this is not about judgment this is about being able to show compassion to those people who do make the comments and know that it's not a reflection of you you're not boring like you're not um and when you get angry as well, it's like it's just giving you a permission slip to take a step back and show compassion to those people that there's no need to get angry because it's just there. It's their conditioning coming out, okay? So I honestly believe that anybody, everybody should challenge themselves to a month off a year of the alcohol. Um... And I believe that because I think so many people, and this is carrying on from like the last post with people who like make comments and stuff. I think that so many people identify with alcohol that they think it's a part of who they are. And that is is the case for most people. Most people. And I think it's so crazy. I mean, it's not too crazy because it's just the norm, but I do think it's crazy that when someone chooses not to drink, it's such a shock to people. Like, because we've been conditioned to be dependent on this substance for happiness, to have fun, to go out and have a good time. And again, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying that that's how we've been conditioned to be. And I fucking love espresso martinis. I love a wine, but it, when it, it's when it gets to the point where you believe that you could not live without it. That's that's where I think, you know, that the, the problems lie and the challenges lie because then you've got no space to discover yourself and to discover that inner confidence. Like, I love a fucking glass of wine with my meal, but if you do have that mindset of, I need this, then that's an attachment that should be worked to, to let go of, in my opinion. Like... How like how amazing if you found the confidence to go and dance, go and drink, go and speak to people, go and get on karaoke or just to go out with a group of people without alcohol. I think so many people use alcohol to numb their insecurities instead of facing them and, and getting curious about them and learning to love themselves 
And I think that's that is the major issue. But I think knowing that is allows you to be compassionate to those people. So in the moment, if someone does mention a comment to you, remember this podcast, remember what I've said, and just know it's not a reflection for you. And practically, what I would do is I would just say, look, like I understand that it's not for you, but I'm making my own choices and I'd really love the support because it comes down to this as well. Like your friends are your friends and you love them. And part of you, when some friends do make these comments, wishes that they would show you the support. But have you actually communicated that? Have you communicated that? That you don't appreciate the comments and that really you'd love the support because it's fucking hard. You're going, like I said, you're going against everything that you've ever known. So it's hard. So let them know it's hard and you're making this choice and you love the, the support. If you've made that clear, and, you know, still people continue to to make comments and things like that, then you have a choice to just focus on you. Focus on why you're doing this. Focus on what how it's making you feel. And by the way, it makes you feel fucking insane. Focus, more motivated, like empowered. It makes you feel that. So focus on that. Let them say what they want to say. Like, again, like it's got, it's got no reflection of you. So let, let them do what they want to do. Just... I like the analogy of, I read this in a book once, and like I always tell clients it, like you have a microphone and you have a choice with who you hand that microphone to. Yes, there's going to be people in your life that you don't want to and that you can completely block out and, you know, not speak to anymore ever. But you have a choice who you give your microphone to. So if you have those friends that can't help themselves and always make comments about you not drinking take the microphone off them and hand it to someone who's going to be supportive in this situation. Um, So I just want to finish. I want to finish with a roundup of tips. Um, Just quick tips that if you're thinking about not drinking, if you think about not doing a month, and like I said, I really would recommend it. Um, Non-alcoholic beverages. Absolutely. My fave, like I said, Peroni and Heineken. Aaron likes that heat's normal, but there's so much more. I had this other one, but it actually just tasted like water. Not even soda water, because I love soda water. It just tasted like flat beer. It was awful. So, oh, what was it? It was another IPA one, shite. Um, but there is a lot of nice ones out there. And you can get non-alcoholic cocktails and all that crap, loads. Journal about any feelings that come up, because like I said, this is an identity shift. It's hard. You are gonna, you're gonna need some kind of release because the release that you normally used to um, use, the alcohol, is not there anymore. So use healthy releases, journaling, meditation, movement. Um, yeah, try to understand and show compassion to people who kick off. Set boundaries or just don't give them your microphone. When you have urges, sunny days, bad days, whatever your triggers normally used to be to drink know that it's just a habit. It's just your old conditioning, your old patterns coming up, but you get to break that pattern by what I've just mentioned before in terms of non-alcoholic beverages and movement and everything like that. Another thing that I wanted to touch on is that you can still go out. You don't have to become a hermit just because you're not drinking. This is the, this is the, like the realization that I really want you to hit home we are trying to break the connection between good life, fun, 
confidence and alcohol let that be your main priority so if you're not drinking and you're like well if I'm not drinking I can't go out no do the work do the inner work so that you can still go out and have fun and if you come home early because people are doing your editing you come home early but you can still go out and be confident you can still go out and have fun okay so this is this is the approach if you're planning on doing this or if you're already doing this this is the approach that I want you to take because it's 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 not an empowering thing to give up alcohol and sit in and stay at the four four walls same four walls and wish you were out that's not empowering I mean if you want to stay in cool but if you're one of them people who are like oh my god or like I really fancy a night out but I can't because I'm not drinking you are you are limiting yourself you know like you go live the life by design that you want you're you're placing that reality on yourself so yeah and then lastly but not least is if you end up drinking if you say you're going to do a month if you say you're going to give up and you end up drinking you are not a failure you're not a failure you just learn from it see what see what triggered you to drink see what thoughts come up and want to like and made you want to drink and then you it might just be that you fancied a drink okay it might just be that you fancied a wine and I don't want you to restrict yourself either. If you genuinely, and there's a fine line, if you've promised yourself a month, please, please, please work hard to do that month. But if you if you fancy drink after that, I'd say try do the month and be, be you know, be consistent with that and be disciplined. But if after that you want to go for longer and you have a drink, like don't sit there beating yourself up you've had a drink, it's done, it's gone, it's yesterday, you can't change it, what's the fucking point beating yourself up? If you want to go again, go again. If you don't, you've learned something from the experience anyway. Um, But yeah, you're not a failure if you end up drinking, but you've tried, which is more than most people will do. So pat on the back for that. Whew, I loved that episode, guys. I hope you did. I My mouth set, like genuinely feels like I was going to say something so inappropriate then. It feels like I've swallowed a cup full of sand. So I am going to go and have some water because it's like 30 degrees outside. This apartment is probably the same and I can't breathe. So I really hope you enjoyed that um, episode. If you have any requests on any episodes that you just want me to kind of chat shit on, give my opinion on, you know, give tips on and ideas and things like that, please give me some inspo. Um, I have got a few kind of lined up solo ones. I actually love the solo ones. I thought I wouldn't. Um, so yeah, every couple of weeks, expect a solo one. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, please like, please, um, what's the word? Subscribe, leave a comment. And I hope you have a wonderful day, whatever you're doing. I love you all. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.